there like a lion on the dolphin's back, I saw him hold acquaintance with the waves so long as I could see him. For saying so there's gold, mine own escape unfoldeth to my hope, whereto thy speech serves for authority the like of him. Knowest how this country? Aye, Madam Well, for I was bred and born not three hours' travel from this very place. Who governs here? A noble duke. In nature as in name. What is his name? Orsino. Orsino. I have heard my father name him. He was a bachelor then. And so is now. Or was so very late for but a month ago I went from hence. And then twas fresh in murmur, as you know what great ones do, the less will prattle of, that he did seek the love of fair Olivia. What she? A virtuous maid. The daughter of a count that died some twelve months since, then leaving her in the protection of his son, her brother, who shortly also died. For whose dear love they say she hath abjured the company and sight of men. Oh, that I serve that lady, and might not be delivered to the world till I had made mine own occasion mellow what my estate is. Now that were hard to compass, because she will admit no kind of suit. No, not the duke's. There is a fair behavior in thee, Captain. And though that nature with a beauteous wall doth oft close in pollution, yet of thee I will believe thou hast a mind that suits with this thy fair and outward character. I prithee, and I pay thee bounteously. Conceal me what I am, and be my aid for such disguise as haply shall become the form of my intent. I'll serve this duke. Thou shalt present me as an eunuch to him. It may be worth thy pains, for I can sing and speak to him in many sorts of music that will allow me very worth his service. What else may hap, to time I will commit. Only shape thou thy silence to my wit. Be you his eunuch, and your mute I'll be. When my tongue blabs, then let mine eyes not see. I thank thee. Lead me on. What a plague needs me least to take the death of a brother thus. I'm sure care's an enemy to life. So much hope to tell you must come in earlier in night. Your cousin, my lady, takes great exception to your allowance. Why let her accept before accepted? Ah, but she must confine herself within the modest limits of order. Confine? I'll confine myself no finer than I am. These clothes are good enough to drink in, so are these boots too. And they may not let them hang themselves in their own straps. Yeah, coughing and drinking will undo you. I heard my lady talk of it yesterday. And of a foolish night that you brought in one night here to be her wooer. Who, Sir Andrew? You Aye, he's as tall a man as any silly lyrics. Oh, what's that to the purpose? Why, he has 3,000 ducats a year. Oh, I do have put a year in all those ducats. He's a very fool and a prodigal. Fie that you say so. He plays with the wild gun, boys. Speaks three or four languages, word for word, without book. And hath all the good gifts of nature. He hath, indeed, almost natural. <laughs> but besides that he's a fool, he's a great quarreller. And but that he hath the gift of a coward to allay the gust he hath in quarrelling, tis thought among the prudent he would quickly have the gift of a grave. By this hand, there are scoundrels and subtractors that say so of him. Who are they? They that add, moreover, that he's drunk night 
Exactly. In your company. With drinking health to my niece. <laughs> Why well, did you hear as long as there's a passage in the throat and drinking in your ear? He's a coward and a crystal that'll not drink to my niece. She's brainstorm of the toe like a parish stock. Sir Toby Belch, how now, Sir Toby Belch? Sweet, Sir Andrew. Bless you, fair shrew. And you too, sir. A cost, Sir Andrew, a cost. What's that? My niece's chambermaid. A good mistress, a cost. <laughs> I desire better acquaintance. My name is Mary, sir. A good mistress, Mary, a cost. <laughs> you mistake, knight. A cost is front her, board her, woo her, assail her. By my troth, I would not undertake her in this company. Is that the meaning of a cost? Very well, gentlemen. And now let part so, Sir Andrew, would thou mightst never draw sword again? And you part so, mistress, I would I might never draw sword again. Fair lady. Do you think you have fools in hand? Sir, I have not you by the hand. Mary, but you shall have, and here's my hand. Now, sir, thought is free. I pray you bring your hand to the buttery bar and let it drink. Wherefore, sweetheart? What's your metaphor? It's dry, sir. Why, I think so. I'm not such an ass, but I can keep my hand dry. <laughs> but what's your jest? A dry jest, sir. Are you full of them? Aye, sir, I have them at my fingers' ends. <laughs> Mary, now I let go your hand. I'm bad. Oh, knight, <laughs> oh, thou lackst a cup of canary. When did I see thee so put down? Never in your life, I think, unless you see canary put me down. Methinks sometimes I have no more wit than a Christian or an ordinary man has. But I am a great eater of beef. And I believe that does harm to my wit. No question. And I thought that I'd forswear it. I'll ride home tomorrow, Sir Toby. Poor Quam again. What is the poor Quam? Do or not do? Oh. I would I had bestowed that time in the tongues that I have in fencing, dancing, and bear-baiting. Oh, had I but followed the art. Then hadst thou an excellent head of hair. Why, would that have mended my hair? Past question, for thou seest it'll not curl by nature. But it becomes me well enough, does it not? Excellent, it hangs like flax on a distaff. And I hope to see Asif take thee between her legs and spin it off. Faith, I'll home tomorrow, Sir Toby. Your niece will not be seen. Or if she be, it's four to one, she'll none of me. The Count himself here hard by woos her. She'll none of the Count. She'll not matter by the degree, neither in estate, years, nor wit. I've heard her swear it. Father's life in it, man. I'll stay a month longer. Ah. I'm a fellow of the strangest mind of the world. I delight in masks and revels sometimes altogether. <laughs> Art thou good at these kitchens, his knife? As any man in Illyria whatsoever he be under the degree of my betters. And yet I will not compare with an old man. Man. What is thy excellence in a galliot knight? Faith, I can cut a caper. And I can cut a mutton to it. And I think I have the back trick simply as strong as any man in Illyria. Oh, oh, oh. Wherefore are these things hid? Wherefore are these gifts a curtain before them? Are they like to take dust like Mistress Miles' picture? Why dost thou not go to church in a galliot and come home in a caranto? My fairy walk should be a jig. I did not so much as make water but in a safer place. Oh, what does thou mean? Is there a world to hide virtues in? I did think by the excellent constitution of thy leg it was formed under the star of a galleon. Aye, it is strong. 
And it does indifferent well in a flame-coloured stock. Shall we set about some rebels? What shall we do else? Were we not born under Taurus? Taurus, that sides and heart. No, sir, it's legs and thighs. <laughs> uh, let me see the caper. Ah. Oh, 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 fire! Fire! <laughs> Excellent! Oh, Continue these favours towards you, Cesario. You are like to be much advanced. He has known you but three days, and already you are no stranger. You either fear his humour or my negligence that you call in question the continuance of his love. Is he inconstant, sir, in his favours? No, believe me. I thank you. Here comes the count. Who saw Cesario? On your attendance, my lord, here. Stand you a while aloof. Cesario, thou knowest no less but all. I have unclasped to thee the book even of my secret soul. Therefore, good youth, address thy gate unto her. Be not denied access. Stand at her doors and tell them there thy fixed foot shall grow till thou have audience. Sure, my noble lord, if she be so abandoned to her sorrow as it is spoke, she never will admit me. Be clamorous and leap all civil bounds rather than make unprofited return. Say I do speak for them, my lord. What then? Oh, then unfold the passion of my love. Surprise her with discourse of my dear faith. It shall become thee well to act my woe. She will attend it better in thy youth than in an uncio's of more grave aspect. I think not so, my lord. Dear lad, believe it. For they shall yet belie thy happy years that say thou art a man. Diana's lip is not more smooth and rubious. <laughs> thy small pipe is as the maiden's organ, shrill and sound. <laughs> and all is semblative, a woman's part. I know thy constellation is right apt for this affair. Some four or five.